Call the neighbors and fetch the kids. It's time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. From connected cars to electric planes, Ken and Sasha have the information to keep you well informed. So get ready, get set, and go. Here's Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is our number two of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken Chester and Sasha Little here, and we're holding it down just for you. Just for you uh-huh. folks out there. For sure. So glad you could make it. Queued up. Odds and ends from the parts bin. A review of the 2019 Ford Edge all-wheel drive crossover that I spent a week with. And, of course, the latest and greatest installment of Tech with Sasha. But first... You can call or text the show via the Roadworthy Drive line, that number, 872-222-9793. Email is easy, too. That's ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, get you connected. And we want to hear from you. We absolutely do. In fact, this week, uh, last week, I made a, uh, a suggestion. I wanted to know what everybody's New Year's resolutions were. Ew. And I did. I was just kind of curious. Uh... And I heard from about 20 different people, Uh-oh. and it was really interesting. Uh, one who didn't want to be on air, but it really touched me um, because I lost my own puppy this summer, mm-hmm. and um, they lost theirs to almost the exact same thing that I lost mine to. It was uh, oh heat exhaustion, yeah. Oh and um, they had made a ploy. They didn't do it over Christmas break, mm-hmm. but their New Year's resolution was they were going to find another breeder and they were going to pick out another puppy. Mm. So, I mean, it, it it's a small resolution, but it, it just really pulled at my heartstrings. So, you know, good luck, guys. Okay, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Um, how about a car? Yeah. It glows in the dark. Shut up. That's it, what headlights hold are? On, hold on. Got it. Okay. It's a hybrid. Oh. <sighs> And it costs $3 million. Okay. First of all, mm-hmm. that's what headlights are for. Uh-huh. And and second of all, you can get these really cool like LED light fixtures in some what? states, because I think in some states they're illegal, that would go like glow underneath the car. Mm. So let's hear about uh, the less this, than- This vehicle, actually the paint glows in the dark. Okay. So then we could just put that paint on anything. Uh, this I don't know. Okay. Uh, they call it, it's a Lamborghini. Of course it's a Lamborghini. And they're going to combine uh, hybrid versions of their Aventor and Huracan models, which are two-door. I think one's a convertible and one isn't. Okay. So it will combine naturally aspirated gasoline engines with supporting electric motors. Okay. And now they're talking about a hybrid beyond that that they're going to introduce in 2020. Now it doesn't it doesn't talk about how fast it's gonna go. Do we care? Uh it's gonna add the hybrid system is gonna add about four hundred pounds to the vehicle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh but they, they don't really go much further than that. I mean Lamborghini oh. must really, really, really be stretching to be like, no, seriously, seriously, I know that there's other cars out there. But ours glows in the dark. Yeah, and it has 838 horsepower coming from the combination of a V12 gasoline engine and an electric motor. <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, in for order, the price tag of, of how many thousand? 
three million. Yeah, that's what I thought. Craziness. Yeah, well, craziness. You know what? If you've got three million to spend on a car, I'm you've not got spending too much... it for a glow no, no, in the dark Lamborghini. Me. You got too much money. <laughs> Let's just get this where it is. Now, in order to avoid having to add bulky and heavy batteries to the cars, mm -hmm. it might use supercapacitors, which produce a large amount of energy in a short period of time. Ideal for a supercar. You know what? There, uh, Sasha, mm. you know what material makes an awesome supercapacitor? Can we say it together? Yeah, uh, graphene. Graphene. Yes. Graphene. Yes. Uh, they didn't say anything about graphene. Of course but not. But that, that would be my money. Well, because, you know, all their technology went for, you know, glow in the dark paint. <sighs> because, I mean, how would that even be a thing? Because most of your car shows are during the day. You probably park your $3 million Lamborghini in a garage. Well, yeah. And unless you're going to like, I, I can't even think of a situation that you're going to need a glow-in-the-dark vehicle unless you're driving down and you just want everyone to see your glow-in-the-dark. I can't. Uh, excuse me. $3 million. I can't. $3 million. Enough said. Uh-huh. Okay. Have you, Sasha? Yeah. Have you ever iced an electric charging station? No, I have not, and I'm glad that you're bringing this up. Okay. Because uh, did okay, you? Okay. Let me let me just give him the background. Yeah, yeah you do let, that. Let, just hold this on. Uh huh. Um, this has to do with a Tesla supercharger station uh, on the East Coast. I'm going to not even name the state. <laughs> and I'm going to read this. What appears to be an act of protest against Tesla, mm -hmm. a bunch of pickup truck drivers used their trucks to block access to a supercharger station, and we won't get into the yelling profanities about a Tesla. Right. They're so entrenched with their own beliefs that they feel that they can illegally block and uh, uh, verbally assault people who have an electric okay. vehicle. New term that I've never heard of till now. Icing a charging station. What that means when an ICE, which is short for internal combustion engine vehicle, occupies a space for an EV on purpose. Yeah. Hence, icing a station. Now, they said this has been done before elsewhere, uh, but this particular situation was confrontational, and they haven't seen that before. And it's unfortunate. Um, they were, <coughs> excuse me, they were even saying, uh, derogatory things and have to be actually escorted off the property. Now, honestly, here on mm. Roadworthy Drive, mm. we have our own preference, but you know what? If it moves, we can respect that. You know, you're right to drive what you want to drive within reason safely. Mm -hmm. But when this is ridiculous, yeah. I mean, folks, this is America. No, no, no. My favorite counter story to this is the guy that got in his Tesla electric vehicle and pulled a Chevy truck that was currently icing out the way. Oh my goodness. Because yeah, the like guy that. yeah, and it was hysterical. Because you know electric cars have no power. Right? Have no power. No can, power. Nothing mm -hmm. can take on my truck. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing. <coughs> uh other truck drivers and this you'd have to have a diesel engine for this. Uh-huh. Uh rolling coal, which is basically spewing Black sooty exhaust fumes, which means you had to mo pay money to modify your engine yep. to actually pollute, which is against the law in most states. Yeah. Rolling yeah. coal. Yeah. Rolling coal. Rolling. So you rolling will coal. 
uh, around a Tesla on purpose. Right. No. So you're willing to waste the gas, or in this case, diesel. You know, well, that's the only way you can right. roll coal. It's right. Because of the so, way diesel. So yeah. you're wasting diesel gasoline. Uh, diesel you're, fuel. Diesel fuel. Fine. You're wasting diesel fuel. Uh-huh. Uh, you're willing to pay the ticket. Uh, uh, the fine. For the, yeah, the fine. Heavy fine, by right. the way. Yeah. And the four illegal parking. And the uh, the restraining order and or criminal charges for assaulting, verbally assaulting someone. someone. Yeah. So, and discriminate. You know, it's just one of those things where I really hope that all of these things make it worth it to you. All I'm saying, folks, is welcome to the new reality. Some people <laughs> don't like change. Right. The EVs are change. What's going to be real interesting to find out is when these new electric pickup trucks come to market that are fully electric if that is going to change things well i don't understand how these pickup truckers i mean you all fully accepted the lincoln pickup truck but uh, actually a- they didn't <laughs> they only sold eleven thousand copies of that thing yeah but- of the blackwood and they didn't sell much more of the mark uh the, oh, mark, the mark lt yeah. yeah no yeah. no no they actually <laughs> didn't which was a lightly done f-150 but if i was going to go there I would have started with a 250 platform, yep. made all-wheel drive standard, yep. massaged the all-wheel drive to be smoother and more powerful, and actually gave the thing some value. But then again, that's me. That's me. And we're glad that that's no longer a thing. Uh, no. No. <laughs> and it's interesting. The Ford Motor Company knows how to build trucks, but a luxury truck is something that seems to have evaded them. Uh, in in recent years they've tried it twice the Blackwood was gorgeous which was kind of an SUV with a cargo bed but they only sold 11,000 of those and threw in the towel the Mark RLT was a lightly done F-150 and that's about 10-12 years ago that didn't do so well Mm -hmm. and I don't know Uh, other than the Navigator and their SUVs that seem to do better Lincoln hasn't really done all that well when it comes to a a pickup truck which is weird uh, considering it's the Ford Motor Company, you'd figure if anybody knew how to do that, Ford would know how to do that, considering that the F-Series is the best-selling vehicle in the world and has been for many years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to me to to see those. And I was like, when I first saw one, I was like, really? Really? I mean, really? what are you going to do in that? Uh, it, well, yeah. And apparently, <laughs> apparently a lot of people ask the same question. Now, when we return, it's a spin around the block with the 2019 Ford Edge. Keep it right there. See you soon. Roadworthy Drive is a cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Want to save $2 million? It's easy. Just buy 1,000 Isuzu Troopers at $13.5 million, and generous factory cash can help you save $2 million. Of course, you can buy just one and save up to $2,000, but remember, the more you buy, the more you could save. So think big. Buy a million Troopers and save $2 billion. You have my word on it. Now, Isuzu sale into the 90s factory cash could save you up to $2,000 on a Trooper. Welcome to Roadworthy Drive. Ken and Sasha coming at you for the second hour of our program. Thank you for dropping by. For over 25 years, I've been receiving vehicles to evaluate from the nation's automakers. And i got to tell you, I've been fortunate to drive a broad variety of what's out there. 
a lot of good product, <laughs> a few stinkers, but otherwise an interesting cross-section of the best that money can buy, regardless of where you are in the financial spectrum. Now today, vehicles are better than ever. Car, truck, minivan, SUV, crossover. This past week, I had the uh, fortunate uh, uh, adventure to drive a 2019 Ford Edge Titanium all-wheel drive crossover. Now, it's been a while since I've driven an Edge. I remember when they first came out, and it's kind of the same. It was uh, based on the same chassis as the Lincoln MKX is also uh, a, a sibling of the vehicle. Um, it's been redesigned for 2019. And like I said, it's been a while since I've driven it. And I, I got to say, it was comfortable. It was roomy. It was dead quiet. Oh, that thing was quiet. Um, and it comes in the following trim levels. Let me get this straight here because it comes in a variety like everything else does these days. And uh, you can get it. Let's see. Got all sorts of pages here. Uh, I believe it starts with an SE, SEL, uh, titanium, and an ST. The ST being the performance version of the Edge. Um, and the ST is new for this year, also new for this year, and not surprising. Eight-speed automatic transmission. Now, what, an, what more gears does for the automaker does for the vehicle. It does a couple of things. One, it allows the automaker to actually use a smaller engine. A couple reasons for that. Lighter weight, better fuel economy, and they typically go turbo. This is equipped with a two-liter four-cylinder turbo bolted to an eight-speed automatic. And honestly, uh, considering that this thing comes right in at about two tons, 4,100 pounds, uh, it wasn't that bad. You didn't really notice that it was an actual smaller engine. And this is a trend across uh, the industry, uh, particularly in cars and trucks and um, crossovers, where they're substituting six-cylinder vehicles uh, instead of eights, where they're putting turbo fours in places of sixes, and so on and so on. And believe it or not, there's even a couple of three-cylinder engines out there in the mix uh, going on. For this, I drove the titanium model, which was the next to highest. Uh, the fuel economy of this two-liter turbo, all-wheel drive, eight-speed automatic, was 21 city, 28 highway. And honestly, uh, in today's world, mm, I've driven I've driven those with higher fuel economy, but you really couldn't go wrong with the overall package. Now, when I first drove an Edge a number of years ago, my biggest issue was I liked it, but interior nooks and crannies were at a premium. Ford has taken some pains to improve on that in recent years. Uh, I should also note the one I drove as tested, uh, the the titanium all-wheel drive which is kind of middle to the high end of the range. This one started, this is the base sticker price for this vehicle, 40,545 with a destination delivery charge of 995. Now, believe it or not, it had about $5,800 worth of options. Uh, it had what they call evasive steering assist, adapt cruise control, enhanced park, active park assist, uh, some heated front and rear seats, which I liked, uh, a panoramic Vista roof came with this. Uh, that was part of a $4,150 package. I also had a cold weather package with this and what they call the Titanium Elite package, which is mainly a cosmetic package with fancier tires, fancier wheels, etc. 
let me talk a minute about what they're calling laned centering uh, package. Had a chance to do that, and I'm seeing more and more vehicles that are coming with more driver assistance uh, technology. Uh, lane keep assist, lane centering assist, uh, lane change mitigation, things like that. Here's what I found out about Ford's version, at least on the edge. Uh, for two lanes, it wasn't, no, nah, no, it just wasn't. What I found it when I when I set it, and I set it on a two-lane road, uh, and I would expect the vehicle to go to one side, find the paint, go to the other side, find the paint, and then even up. On a two-lane, it kept one and go back and forth like it couldn't make up its mind. On a four-lane or more of a highway situation, it did better. There was a little bit of that, but it still did better in terms of tracking in the middle of the lane and keeping you there. Now, as a nod, uh, from what you may have heard of maybe a year and a half, two years ago, where a guy from Tesla wanted to use autopilot but used an orange instead, didn't keep his hands on it. Most of these systems that I've tested in recent months require you to keep a hand on the wheel. You literally have to keep a hand on the wheel. If you don't, and this Ford was no different, you would get a warning. But unlike some of the other vehicles that I tested, at least the initial warning was not a audio warning. It was a visual warning. And if you didn't touch it, and typically it's about 20 seconds, it would disengage. And, and I think that's a good thing. But whether you like it or not, these new technologies are finding their way. Right now, they're typically optional and based to mid-range models and standard in the upper range or top end models of the vehicles. But bottom line, uh, in terms of room, had plenty of room. Comfort was very comfortable. Did not notice it wasn't loud and it wasn't doggy. In other words, if you put your foot in it, it went. Uh, didn't have any problems like that. If I was going to criticize this thing at all, I thought the gas mileage was a little on the low side nowadays. Uh, a lot of its competitors, well, uh, Chevy Equinox, uh, they have a 1.5 liter diesel engine that gets better fuel economy. Uh, there's no hybrid option to this edge, which I think might have improved economy. I would have liked to seen this thing probably be closer to at least a highway number of low to mid 30s. Uh, and I think with what's coming in the future years, I think Ford may address that in the next couple of years with reference to fuel economy. But honestly, other than that and the fact that, well, the driver assistance technologies are getting better, I don't think they're ready for prime time just yet because I ended up turning off the lane centering because it got a little creepy and it did miss uh, on one corner. It just totally missed the corner and <laughs> I had to grab a steering wheel a little suddenly, uh, but I was at least anticipating it. But they're getting there and if it's like any other technology, it will continue to improve. But basically, you know, would I spend $40,000? I'm kind of a prude. I wouldn't spend 40 for anybody's vehicle, but if you're there and it's certainly in the realm of what you could spend in that size, because it's not small, uh, it could be reasonable. It was definitely comfortable. I thought it was well put together and it rode nice. So until the next time, we're going to leave that uh, with the edge for the most part and see what else I'm going to get. And we'll talk about that because I continue to get all the fun stuff. So. What's on deck, what's coming up next, it's everybody's favorite segment, and that is Tech with Sasha. So don't go anywhere, because Roadworthy Drive, and that's Ken and Sasha, we will be right back. <laughs> 
Roadworthy Drive is a cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. talk we are roadworthy drive ken chester and sasha little in studio fully belted in charged and ready to go for those of you who haven't checked out our website why not roadworthydrive.com is the place for all things about the show (laughs) tell them sasha that's right and in fact we actually opened up um some new items on there we've got time with sasha which will have, you can either choose the Tech with Sasha, which is going to have the research pieces that I use to do the segments. Um, for those of you who are a little curious, uh, maybe want to delve into a little bit more of your on your own. And also developing, as soon as I get everything loaded up there, we're going to have the wheels of non-consent. Yeah, the cars she borrowed. Borrows. Borrows. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so for those of you who want a fun... Um, way to see the cars that we are able to get every week uh those are going to be up there uh and then i'm also going to include the bloopers i have <laughs> i've talked to enough of you that you guys want to see the a- actually I, I, no i want to see the one when you were coming to the studio that time in the snow <laughs> right. that what yeah that that's what they need to see that, more, more more of that yeah that that was fun uh-huh. so um and also that is a place to actually get um to listen to our podcast it is uh not to mention our extremely vivid uh presence on social media yes you can follow us on facebook and instagram and twitter and of course wait, Snapchat. Wait, wait, wait. We, we, we twitter well tech with sasha twitters we Twitter. So we there's Twitter. Some, some Twittering going on. Some Twitter painting. Uh, yes. Twitter painting. Twitter painting. I thought I thought putty cat. That doesn't go in there. Uh, oh, okay. It, it does not. Okay. But um, and I love. I mean, I love hearing from everybody on the roadworthy drive line. That's eight seven two 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 nine seven nine three. But please don't be afraid to you know leave a message on our Facebook pages. Yeah, or, and like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. That way you can get connected to Wheels of Non Consent. Uh, when she got a new one out there. Right. So so now it's time, folks, without further ado or warning from the suits, <laughs> it's Tech with Sasha. Okay, so it is a brand new year. It is 2019 officially. And yeah, get ready. Yeah, the tech is heavy. The tech is out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, as some of you may know, uh, CES is starting Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. is it this week that's yes, going on? This yeah. week. Uh-huh. So um what I decided to do with this tech with Sasha, I've got a major story that I'm gonna do in the last segment of the show, um, which I think that you uh electric vehicle fans are gonna find really, really intriguing. Twittering but not electrifying. <laughs> or electrifying, but never mind. Are you okay over there? No. Okay. I'm here. So what I wanted to talk about is the Harman exclusives um, to what they think are going to be the key automotive technology trends for this year. Okay, Harman, who are they? Um, Harman is one of those, uh, uh, how would you describe them? Well, they are kind of uh, sound technology and uh, GPS technology is their thing. Yeah. and then some of the things they do. Right, it's some of the things, but they tend to be like the gold standard. They like to deviate or put their fingers in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. And because they are a leader in 
um, like you said, certain aspects of the technology, um, they put out their own predictions as to what we would see this year. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I wanted to do this first thing in the year is because last time our on our last show of 2018, we kind of did a rehash of how prepared cities would be. So we kind of looked at what they predicted and where we are now. Yeah, so that's countries. number three. We're <laughs> n- no, oh, never mind. are we done? No, are you done? We're number three, though. So anyway, so for what they are thinking in 2019, artificial intelligence driven vehicles are going to be a lot more uh, of the norm and made a lot safer. Um, they're thinking that we're going to see a dramatic change in driver safety features. And that's going to include like the perception systems for like object recognition and perception, like what that object actually is, Um, learning and predicting human data and services like about traffic flow and, you know, um, how people react in certain situations. Make America autonomous again. No, for the first time. Wow. For the first time. I think a lot of these, because in the first hour, we talked about the data that's being collected from our automakers. And as someone that, even though I am also one of those that don't steal my data, um, I have to I don't want them to borrow it, or I don't even want to rent it to them. Right? Forget the steal. But I have to believe that they're taking this, so that way they can implement these this data into their AI, into the autonomous computer. Mm. They're able to see how we are, what is our distraction time? What is our reaction time? When we see something, when our when our car picks up, because most of your cars have got these features, when your car picks up, you know, a, something in front of you, what is your reaction? Yeah, but here's my take on this. I mean, our biggest problem, and it's something that we've talked about a lot here, right, is the fact that they're getting data. We don't know who's getting it, Right. What are they doing with it? How long are they keeping it? You know, and for what reason? I think that I would be more open to this whole thing if I had some control under one. Um, my favorite thing is it would be great, and this could be, you know, fantasy, but I would love to see um, where I have one profile relative to all tech and that I can set that profile up for every single tech company rather than me have to go 60 places and say, yes, no, exclude me, forget I even exist, lose my name, go away, uh, yes, yeah, yes, uh, never. Um, You need to talk to your um, representatives about that and good luck. We wish you the best of luck. Or move to California. Or move to California. Or the United Kingdom. Mm, California. California? Okay. So anyway, the other thing is that they're thinking is a more smart audio to optimize the voice-enabled car. Smart Um, audio? What's that? Well, they're talking about more, um, although the uh, AI or uh, artificial intelligence and autonomous features will be advanced, they're thinking of a seamlessly optimizing the sonic environment of the vehicle to enable a better in-car communication. What does that mean? Um, That could mean Bluetooth. That could mean... Um, but I have Bluetooth now. Right. But they're also talking about how many ways is your car actually connected to the different things in your house? That's to the different sca- things. Uh-huh. And that's scary. Yep. Hack my car. You got my house hacked. Yeah. I mean, basically, we had talked about, you know, the proximity ads. You know, as your car went through McDonald's and how it learns, you know, right around this time, you might stop for fast food and so on and so forth. Facebook patent, if I recall. Facebook patent. Yeah, Um, I'm really feeling comfortable now. (laughs) Right? They're thinking about 
increasing the autonomy required to rethink the user experience. They're also thinking that um, that drivers, they're at, thinking of adding a simple icon so that drivers understand 100% of the time what their vehicle is actually doing. Sasha, if they want to improve my experience, yeah. let me be plain. I got an idea for them. Uh -huh. Leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Let me be. Let mm -hmm. me just drive my vehicle. Uh -huh. Leave me alone. Um, here's something that also should kind of scare you. They're thinking that the cars of today and tomorrow will need a sixth or even seven cents. Heck, I can barely get up in the morning, let alone third cents. Oh, cent, but your cent. car's going to take care of you. Yeah, that's, yeah that your is Your car's going to sense what you need and how you need to get there mm -hmm, and yeah. where you need to spend your money. Uh-huh, and I'm kind of <laughs> creeped out about all of that right there. Yep. When we return, why? It's more tech with Sasha, of course. What were you thinking? Sit tight as Roadworthy Drive will be right back after these messages. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You were tuned in to Roadworthy Drive. Just tuning in, this is the fourth and final segment of hour number two of our program. Who are we, you ask? None other than Ken and Sasha of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Thank you for dropping by. You're just in time for the second part of Tech with Sasha. Ladies and gentlemen, Sasha Little. <laughs> Okay, so um, if you stick around for last segment, we were talking about the uh, changes that we should expect to see in our automotive technology for 2019. Leave me alone. <laughs> now, this segment, um, I am going to tell you about Spark Charge. Yeah? Spark Charge. You remember over the years, and we have heard time and time and time and time again about people talking about range anxiety. Yep. Well, I traveled from this place to this place, and I didn't see a single charger, charger available. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what this company is proposing to do is be an on-demand charging uh, charger delivery system via an app on your phone. Okay, so how's this going to work? Okay, so let's say you're traveling, you're going across country, all right? Where the deer and the antelope play. Uh, where the deer and the antelope frolic and play. Mm -hmm. And you notice on your, um, we're going to say Tesla, because Tesla actually has the the marking where it will say where the nearest charging system is mm -hmm. based on your route, okay? okay? So let's just say you're going through a route where there is not a charging station, and you're at 50 miles left. Okay, and why didn't you plan? Stop it. Just ask it. Because the kids were yelling and screaming in the background and so on and so forth. And maybe on the place or the directions that I'm taking, there isn't a charging station. Yeah, that's why, boo, Google Maps, I want a real map. <laughs> but that's just me. Your real map's not going to have an electric uh, charging station on the map. Granted, but I like real maps. Okay, anywho. So you notice that you've got 50 miles left on your car. Okay. Now, what you can do is you pull up the Smart or the Spark Charge app and you tell them I I am here and we're assuming that there's going to be some GPS location allotment when you install the app. The you would tell them you've got 50 miles left or you're close to E. They are um 
proposing that they would use things like partners like Uber or Lyft or other um, like uh, it would almost be like a triple A service. How, how would that work in the rural countryside, Sasha? Well, I think it would work in the same way that um, your uh, local like if you lock your keys in the car and it's a locksmith that comes out. Right. Ah, but you're a mechanic. Well, Aside, right. depending on your vehicle and make, uh, app like OnStar can remotely yeah, not unlock. Mine. Yeah, yeah well, not on mine. Just saying. Uh, but here's a question. So I'm going to have to pay for the Uber charge. No. Okay. And I'm, and do we know how much I would have to pay for them to show up? And is there a range? I mean, if I'm 50 miles out of town, 100 miles out of town, in the middle of rural, beautiful rural America... They do not have any, um, as far as pricing, what this would be included. And in all honesty, I think this is a wonderful idea. I think that this has definite um, traction. But you know what I see this happening? Hmm. I see this being a standalone service for maybe a year or two. And then I see it actually being swallowed up by like AAA or some service like that. Well, here's here's the thought. Uh, we've reported here a lot about how ba- electric batteries for electric cars mm-hmm. are advancing and how the range is getting longer and longer. So I, I'm thinking that you've got a limited life on new ones, but if you own an older um, EV... Yeah. Uh, there may be some room there, but I can't imagine that if you own an an electric vehicle now uh-huh. that you're planning to drive and wherever you're going, because you're looking at probably a trip. It's not a, in your daily purview that you'd be worried about. Oh, yeah. This, right, right. Uh, that you would plan a route to where uh, you would either be near a charger or you're staying either at a hotel that is electric car friendly uh, or near an institution or a dealership, because some dealerships that sell electric cars Absolutely. have access, Absolutely. that you wouldn't have planned that in the route. So my question is, where this seems to be is where there is nothing. And again, I come back to Uber and Lyft uh, or AAA, which tends to be towards more traveled routes. Um, I, I'm just curious to see how well, this like would in work. My, in my neck of the woods, yeah. right where I am. Yeah. There is no charging example. There is no charging station. Right. However, there are three different taxi services where I'm at. Okay. Exactly where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, be, that being the case, I see that they forming a partnership for the rural areas, which is exactly where this is designed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them calling up, you know, the at least one or two of the services that are there. Mm-hmm. I can see them offering this to um, your locksmiths, um, offering them the chance that, you know, hey, this is the equipment. Should people call? Um, it would be a great way for um, uh, the locksmith that's in my area. He's an independent, you know, that's him. I mean, he's not part of anything. Right. And I could definitely see him taking advantage of that. Your tow companies. Um, that's around there. I can see them. So, I mean, there's a lot of different partnerships that are available in the rural area where not necessarily Lyft and Uber are there. So you're thinking more as a service uh, in case of, I hate to use the word breakdown, but if you've misjudged. Yeah, if you've misjudged, if, um, you know, I I think it's one of those things where I don't want to go on on a limb here, but 
if you've got the air on or heat on or, you know, something or something drains the battery. Or, yeah, like winter. Right, like winter. Or the middle of summer. Right. So, I mean, there could be situations where I I just don't have it. And here's the other thing that I think is really important to notice. Mm-hmm. If they have this charging pack mm-hmm. that they are willing to negotiate with partnerships in order to be available to the public as a service, mm-hmm. uh, six to eight months after that's available, you're going to be able to buy that on your own. And now that would have something, depending on the size of it. Do we know how big this thing is? There is a picture in this article. Let's see if I can find it. And it looks to me like, you know, those, uh, you know, those uh, jump starting kits, right. mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. people tend to get. Mm-hmm. It looks a little bit bigger than that. Because see, to me, that would make more sense to right. have one as a range extender, knowing I'm maybe out somewhere away from a charger and having that just in case, much like a spare gan of gasoline or something, that would make sense to me. Yeah, I totally see this as something that, like maybe right now it's maybe not cost effective, so they're doing it as a service base, Mm -hmm. but I totally see this maybe a year after it's been out. It's either going to be swallowed up by, you know, like a major, like a a major uh, AAA or that Mm kind of aspect, Mm -hmm. or more importantly, it's going to go to like a consumer base where you can just pick one up. Oh, there you go. That ends our visit for this week. Be sure to tune in next week at the same time. We're going to do this all over again with the latest information that you need to know. Bye-bye. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.